Welcome to the Hard Parking Podcast Archive. What you're listening to is Season 1, Episodes 1 through 8. Had co-host Brando Barameda. Neither one of us were using a microphone, so we were basically talking into the phone. My typical recording location was in a hotel room as I travel for work. Some of the episodes I was recording at my house downstairs in an open room. So the audio is everywhere. We're both on one channel. I had not yet learned to record on a split channel. If you want to fast forward to season one, episode nine, that's when I essentially went solo for the most part, started bringing on guests. Just keep that in mind. Please enjoy the archived episodes. Again, season one, episodes one through eight. What's up with you? How you doing? I'm good. So this is our first podcast since the Monterey recap. So if anybody wants to hear about Monterey in depth, they need to go back and listen to that episode called Monterey Recap. What's up? What is up? How you been? Shit. Busy. 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 Yeah. Hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Everybody needs to understand something. You're listening to the Hard Parking Podcast with... My man Brando and I am Jay. I was in the post office the other day, and you know how you have to go to the post office a lot and mail stuff with the the, the digital machines. Do you have one of those around your house? Brando, hold on. <laughs> there's people like that. Sorry, there's people at the house. Take care of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bad. So spend time with the fam. I mail a lot of shit because with the one auto stuff, and then I'm always selling car parts because of my house. Every time I modify my car, it means I got to sell something. So anyway, I'm at the post office and there's an old man in front of me and there's those, those machines. So they, they swapped out those, um, those 24 hour machines where, you know, you put the package on there and you select where you want it to go. I use them a lot. At this point, I'm pretty good at flying through them really fast. Right. So I'm sitting back there or standing back there and there's a, so there's a woman up front first and she gets done and there's a, a viejito. So he gets up there and he starts, you know, poking through and I'm really patient. I'm like, okay, this old man in front of me, he hasn't really done this before. If he needs help, I'll offer, but I'm kind of a sicko in a sense. So I like to like watch people struggle. <laughs> so I wanted to sit back and watch him struggle a little bit. So he started going through it and he got to the point where he was almost done and I asked him, I said, hey, you know, need some help with that? And he, he's like, ah, I don't know. This thing is, I don't even want to do this. You go ahead. And he's like, forget about it. And he sounded just like like a mobster, man. Like he was, because, you know, a lot of people moved to Phoenix from everywhere else, you know, especially the snowbirds. I thought yeah. the dude was straight from, like, witness protection. Because the way he said forget about it, which I've never heard someone say that before, like in real life. Yeah. No, forget about it. So then... I thought he was done with it, and he has his money in his hand. He's like, this thing, talking like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, it doesn't really take cash. This thing doesn't take cash? No, no, it doesn't take cash, just credit card. Ah, forget about it. Forget about it. He just grabbed his box and fucking walked out of the post office. <laughs> I started laughing. That's my shit story. What's going on with you? Uh, just, man, just work, you know, just, just catching up on stuff, getting our, our web, our, uh, our Facebook page somewhat organized <laughs> yeah so i've seen you've been making some uh some movement with that we're talking about the hard parking online right yep we, are. we need to so everybody listening is it public yet um yes it's a close we have a close group called hard parking society hps <laughs> for uh you know for everybody that wants to collab with us or you know just get involved if they want to get involved you know getting uh, the the hard parking society as a community 
It's like a, like a forum type. Okay, so so forget hard parking online for now, guys. Right. And gals, listening to this podcast, Hard Parking Society on Facebook. If it's a closed group, I'm guessing you can select to join, mm-hmm. and one of the two of us will look and see that you want to join, and then we'll accept you. Please don't join the group and then start trying to sell a bunch of car parts because you will get kicked. Right. Not that kind of group. No, no. It's more communicating with other uh, people that's you know in our industry in our our little realm. Can we talk about the hurricane? Which one? Oh yeah, the one just last recently. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that one. So. so that did some stuff, but it didn't do some stuff. So what? What? So a lot of people who thought they were going to get their worlds rocked got lucky, and then I think some other people got kind of unlucky. Right. The the Bahamas. I feel bad for the Bahamas. The Bahamas got rocked. Yeah, they they got they got whooped. You know, like the eye went through the island was just heading west you know to Florida and then just stopped and stopped. head north you know like like some kind of barrier was there you know and then uh, you know some parts of uh, the east coast you know they got the rain bands but the eye didn't so, do a big landfall so so since you're on like the far west like the upper far west you know oh, Florida, do you okay. still of Florida Mm-hmm. You know, for preparations for you, do you have to take it as serious as, I mean, that probably sounds like a ridiculously stupid question, but since you're, you know. Right. I mean? Yeah, it was still, uh, like, we felt like we're still, you know, uh, it, it's not over until the hurricane is over, pretty much. So we prepared a little bit, but, you know, we would have waited, I think, a few more days if it was going to come our way. Because you know the, the their spaghetti models was all heading north, and they were just waiting for that to happen. So if that didn't happen, it made an actual landfall in Florida, coming through Orlando area. You know, two three days you know before that, we would have panicked over on our side. Yeah, it was just we, we were just you know w- waiting, I guess. But before Hurricane Michael last year, hurricanes was like you know was we we would throw parties, hurricane parties, but. You know, after the hurricane last year. So what's a hurricane party? Oh, we just get drunk and we just drink and we just meet up at the, our local dive bar, or somebody throws a house party while the hurricane is going through. Is that just in case it's like your last time to party? Uh, because the hurricanes were never strong whenever they would hit us for the last few years, except last year. You know, it was like yeah. category one, maybe a two tropical depression. So it wasn't anything crazy it's the ones that infiltrate the gulf of mexico yep like katrina that fucks some serious shit up because i guess there's nowhere for them to go but hit the land exactly plus it's warm waters you know so that kind of i guess initiates it a little bit so yeah no crazy so what are you obsessing about right now because i got some shit that I've been obsessing about or what's driving you crazy anything driving you crazy anything that you've been super focused on Uh, outside of hard parking I'm focused on getting my garage I got my warehouse Uh, I started clearing it up you know I got my project defender over there and I'm getting it ready because I want I want like a really dope ass garage you know like tools nicely aligned a lift you know a little office area you know that kind so I'm I'm building one of those so that's pretty much my obsession lately you know looking at different people's garages and how they lay them out that's a good obsession to have so 
I would sit yeah, in the you? kitchen. Well, I have a couple things that are driving me fucking nuts, okay? Okay. Glad you asked. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would sit in the kitchen, and I would look in the backyard. So, we have those backyard lights. You know, that's like the trendy thing. People, you know, this, the string lights. Okay. And so, what we did originally is we had, so, we would have the lights, you know, strung across the backyard, but they were always super saggy. And I used to always, I would tell my wife, I said, I'm going to buy the, those cables that you run. And then you hang the lights off the cables so they're not as saggy. So finally, I ordered these, I ordered the cables, and I put them up this week, night and day. We've had two parties back to back, you know, little Zeke turned one this weekend. And so we had a kajillion people over, and my sister-in-law celebrated her birthday there last weekend, 90s throwback party. That photo was posted on Facebook. I've gotten a lot of shit for it because I had a rag on. My wife had a rag on, but, I mean, that's the 90s, man. But, yeah, it, but another deal is, you know, I do a contract, and I've worked for the same firm three assignments in a row because people are always like, Jay, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I tell them it's not that interesting, but I make it look interesting because I'm always fucking traveling. Right. I do healthcare IT. I'm a contractor, so I come in and I help the hospital's employees get up to date on their new software and <clears throat> kind of help configure the software. I don't write code. I can't put my way out of a, of a plastic bag. I fucking failed C sharp. I failed C plus plus. You know, like I cannot code, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can't code for shit. Can you code? No, not at all. I'm not I think that it agent. takes a special mind. <laughs> so if I have to write a line of code by the fourth, if it's the same one, I'll I'll screw it up. I'm not even lying. So anyway, so this is. So with the nature of what I do, so if my contract is up at one hospital and I'm working through one firm, they're the ones paying me. But, you know, as other jobs open up, I just get inundated with phone calls and emails. Hey, are you available? Are you available? Are you available? But the hustle is if I am available, I still have to say, okay, I have to pick which one of those companies I'm going to allow to represent me. And I need to know that if the hospital that's looking for help, if one of those companies is the preferred vendor. And usually I'm never going to know. So it's a risk all around. If they want to see my resume, then great. But then they also have to say, okay, well, we think Jay's resume looks good. Let's interview him. So I still have to earn every job that I get. So I think that's one thing people don't understand. They're always like, well, where are they sending you next? Well, they don't send me anywhere. You have to go find it, right? Well, not really. I still have to interview for it. But I guess what my real, my big complaint is like, so this is the third time I've worked with this company. I've worked, you know, within a year in... You know, every 12 months, I have to show proof of a flu shot as required by the new company, and I got to show my immunizations, and every new gig I get, I got to take a drug test. But my complaint is, you know, they should keep some of this shit on file because I have to sit there and fill out the same fucking paperwork over and over and over. It drives me insane. So anyway, that company is fucking driving me nuts. It's my third assignment working with them, and within the last year. So they should at least have some of that shit before for the stuff that I need to do every year, like the flu shot. Like, don't ask me for my flu shot record. You have that shit. It fucking drives me nuts. <laughs> but anyway, also want to put a pergola in the backyard. So what are you doing right now project-wise? Um, just working on the uh, the new project, my, my CBD prim- company. And just obsessing over that. So, with the, so with the CBD thing, you're like a partner in the company, right? Uh, on the Asia side, yes. And I am a uh, consultant and I create a strategy with the U.S. branch. Nice. Yeah. Because that's like a big deal, especially uh, in Florida now. Like you're one of the few states. Yep, exactly. And man, it's crazy. At, at first, I thought it was snake oil that I just have to, you know, make the brand look good and 
sell the product that way but like the more I, I learn more about the brand and the process that they create and it's freaking amazing like it's people need this so that's my yeah. job bringing it out to the people <laughs> so with the work that I do with healthcare IT it's not going to be too long I think and what I mean not too long we're talking you know 24 months maybe I don't really know how fast these things move, but the fact that it's been legitimized medically tells me that at some point I may even see it as a supply, you know, on the, like a one-step med list. So that'd be, that'd be kind of interesting and cool. Nice. So I just got the NSX back finally, and the thing is sweet. So science of speed, you know, I, I spent a lot of money, but what happened was the major service was due, which means I needed a timing belt, water mm. pump, lost motion assemblies. You know, we're going to have Chris Wilson from Science of Speed on in a future pod very, very soon, actually, as kind of a guest to do some Q&A with us and, you know, talk to the NSX owners out there that may have a lot of questions. So he's not going to be taking calls, but I'm going to ask that they submit questions so that, you know, we can kind of answer them on the pod but what's different so the car sounds great i mean it sounded good before but brando that car sounds great it's even it even has a, a that little flim pop the tune cars have you know as you're kind of slowing down you know mm -hmm. so i've got the affinity six as i've talked about before and they, they finally have it all dialed in because one of the biggest problems i was having was the car just kept dying with that uh, fuel that fic from the aem and the fuel ignition controller because you aren't there's it's extremely limited when you run the fic it works great for superchargers turbocharged cars not so much turbocharged drive-by-wire na2 cars god awful the am series one won't work the am series two doesn't work you need a, a infinity six infinity eight or one of those even more expensive haltech things but i also got the flex fuel on there and so with the flex fuel it's got an automatic sensor and what that means is you know, I can fill my tank up with 91 octane or I can pull over at an E85 station and fill my tank up with E85. Like, I don't have to empty out the gas. Now, I'm not technical, so people who are listening to this were like, well, no shit, Sherlock. To me, that's cool. To me, that's new. I don't think it really works that way with a lot of people because you see them, you know, at the drag strip or those airport, those freeway runs, those airport drag, um, what the fuck, the strip runs. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. And they got the big ass canisters with the Infinity Six and the flex fuel option. The car automatically senses the amount of ethanol I have in my gas and it, and it horsepower appropriately on the fly, like immediately. So if That's I pull cool. up to a station, I got a quarter tank of ninety-one octane, and I fill three-quarter tank up with eighty-five. You know, but when I pull, when I leave the pump, I'm at four hundred fifty well horsepower, like like immediately if. I run down to E and I fill it back up with 91. I'm at 415 wheel horsepower. I don't have to do a thing. It just senses got, it. Yeah, automatically. automatically. I also got a new clutch. So I have their Sport 350 <laughs> clutch. It still feels sort of a clutch where, so it's 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 firm, but it's not stiff, mm -hmm. overly stiff. Right. But what I'm finding with this is I have to, I can't just feather into gear like I used to be able to. I have to kind of pop it a little quicker. So I've only driven the car maybe a total of 40 miles because I'm always doing something, um, you know, with the family or traveling. But so far, so good. I also had, uh, so what happened was when I dropped the car off to Science of Speed this last time, I had it, I was working on my radio because the passenger speaker wouldn't work. I'd mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. And I bought this little device that you hook the leads up, little nine volt battery device. You hook the leads up to the wires 
and you push the button and if you hear a beep from the speaker that means the speaker works that means the the because i didn't know if there was a uh, a misconnection somewhere in between and if your speaker's blown it doesn't work so i uploaded that to uh my instagram and people started sliding my dms what the hell is that thing you know and i felt like i was really cool because i knew what it was but i learned about it on youtube so anyway so i what had happened was when I dropped the car off to Science of Speed, I had taken all the wires and everything and I just shoved it in there and put the radio back in, you know, because I couldn't figure out the audio issue before I'd take the car in. What had happened was while the car was in there, it had a serious drain. So it was drawing like two amps with the car off. So then I, the, the fuel cell and the battery just died. So they ended up putting a regular battery back in at the very end and that fixed it. Well, they, I mean, that fixed the fact that I had a dead battery, but when I brought the car home this weekend, I disconnected the battery and I pulled all that shit out, you know, including some of the wires with all those cool little buttons and a lot of those photos. I went back to normal. So I have, you know, the NC Auto, um, which is uh, Steven, who does all the, 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 the hand accuracy, I mean, the hand carbon fiber stuff. I have his, his center console now nice car looks a lot cleaner yeah it looks it's super fucking nice and i was able to buy the little jumper kit the connector so science of speed sells a connector that allows you to connect something to your kick panel fuse box in the nsx so if you go down there and you look it actually has one two three four like four or five slots at the top that for connectors so for your ign for ignition or your accessory port and all that kind of stuff. So you can kind of wire it in and do it professional. So I got rid of the, the battery drain issue. I have full audio back right now. And I didn't do the janky wiring like I always did. You know, I bought like these special little clips and these special little squish your wires together with. Yeah, I can't even think of that. So you, little clamp you did tool. all that work yourself? You did yeah. the wiring for your audio? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Dang. So I did all that all that shit and so now the car's sitting at home it's, I still leave it on the battery tender because I'm paranoid I disconnected my Owl security cam because it draws from the battery but it, I never had that issue before but it's just one of those things where I'm like it's in the garage no one's gonna fuck with it you know so I just disconnect it right and then I just reconnect it when I go somewhere at this point having that thing in the car for over a year you know it's fun to record myself and laugh but I never really get any good footage and I have two cameras in the car I have three cameras I have four cameras in the car mm. So, <laughs> so I'm capturing all sorts of shit anyway. So finally, finally got the car back. Loving it. And at this point, I don't think I'm going to, I don't know. What should I do? Because I finally got the miniatures in. Right. The little 143rd scale cars. I saw that. That's cool. Yeah. So now more and more <laughs> people are coming out and saying, you should just leave the car wrapped. But my wrap is getting destroyed on the front. And I would, I can't just reprint the front because the color would be off. I would have to do the whole car. So now I don't, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. Maybe just ride it out for the rest of the year. Yeah, just ride that out and get more footage or get more photos with the ministry too. You know, get yeah. Get I told my friend James. Content. James called me. Yeah, that stuff. You know. Yeah, I, I told him that uh, <clears throat> he has that shoot, and uh, so we're going to do some really cool stuff. I have some some content um, like you say lined up you know yep. it, it, everything seems like it's one last hurrah but then something else cool really you know happens exactly that's how that works 
because now I'm being asked to sign some of these things for people. Rockstar. And... <laughs> mm. No, but you know, it all started last year. You know, when I or two years ago when I handed out the little miniatures from you know, Lee's Customs, Lean Customs. I'm sorry, Lean Customs, the little pins, kind of the super deformed pins, and I would commemorate them by kind of signing each one and, and numbering each one. That's cool. And then the same thing with the posters. I'm sorry, the calendars, the 2019 calendars, you know, sold 25 of those, pre-ordered, signed those. And so it got to the point where people were asking me to sign stuff. And it's really humbling. It's really cool. Yeah. I feel like I have a responsibility to do that because uh, I'm just some guy. I'm not someone famous. I'm not, I have no business big timing anybody. And so if anybody ever listens to this and they feel like I big timed them, let me know. Mm. I would, I sincerely apologize. You know, I was at an event this weekend and the guy came up and he was looking at the cars. Uh, his name's Jay, Justin. He has two 240s, I think is what he said. I mean, he lives in my area, but he saw, he was looking at Excessive Vet, which is a, a, a really cool C7 Corvette with kind of a, a multicolored chrome wrap on it but it looks good it looks like a hot wheel but then he saw mine and he recognized it from the gears and gasoline video shout out to ben and ben for gears and gasoline future future podcast guests yeah. speaking of podcast guests by the way we had someone booked <laughs> right <laughs> by the way we had someone booked and everything was kosher and i think this person big timed us and that shit ain't cool because they're like yeah i'll talk to you next year i'm like next year yeah, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going. I got a lot of stuff going on, and I got SEMA. And I'm not going to call this person out because they're a nice person. I talk to them often. But I still felt a little big time because, like, you can do a podcast from SEMA. Like, I don't need you to sit down and talk to us for an hour and a half. We could talk for three fucking minutes. You know, we can record a, a Q&A session offline and add it to the podcast. You know, but anyway, so the, the guy, you know, Jay recognized the car from Gears and Gasoline. He was just blown away the fact that he, so he thought he'd never see the car in person ever. And this is a guy in my own town, you know, so it's as, as big as social media is. It's crazy because it's like I figured like anybody who was going to see the car has already seen it right. in some capacity. But there's still people that, you know, hit me up on Instagram like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I've never seen like this, this is amazing. You know, and it's just, it's it's cool to see, it's cool to hear, it's cool to read. And this guy, I'm just talking to him, you know, this last weekend. He's like, oh, you're probably like, you know, I feel kind of dumb walking up. And I was like, nah, man, no, 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 it's none of that. Because at the end of the day, we're just car people. Right. And people have inspired my builds. You know, we always look for inspiration in this culture that we do, right? Correct. You know, you see something, you're like, oh, that's cool. You know, that inspires me to do something. Or I was afraid to, like even like car repairs not even modifying your car so jim Cosolino, cause you know amongst the us nsx people pretty famous uh he races his car for nasa az circuit super tiny squishy of a guy you know former um horse jockey like no lie multiple surgeries on his neck you know curses like a sailor mm. you know smokes like nobody's business but when i took my car over to his house and he would work on it and he would show me how to do stuff on the car so that I had the confidence, you know, to go back home and do it myself. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And because you're like, you know, I've like, I've worked on my civics. I've worked on my integers. I've worked on everything. I've worked on my affinity. I'm not touching my NSX, but at the end of the day, the NSX is just another car. So it breaks or breaks. Right. Yeah. 
batteries are batteries oil changes are oil changes you know well you know with the nsx you have to drop the motor if you want to do anything major but then again i'm not in it to do anything major so i applaud those people who are who do, who do that but you know it's, it's you know going back you know if i can inspire somebody to have the the nerve to go into their garage you know and then tesla fortitude to rip their door panels off and start cutting away their car cool <laughs> you know, because it's because it's easier to do that than to pay someone to you know do that for you to do it for you Same. if you have the confidence to do it yourself. Right. You know, replacing the carpet in your own car, anybody can do that. It's a pain in the ass. But so for everybody who's inspired me, it's cool that if I inspire somebody else. So and it's the same thing with you. Like I'm sure you've inspired a lot of people with your NSX. You may not even know that, but if someone comes up to you and talks to you about it, I already know you're going to be cool as shit about it. Right. Because there's there's people out there, and I'm not going to call them out by name, but I'll go up to them at car events, like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. You're really, you know, it's a really cool build. And you feel like they just big time you. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks. You know, and they just walk off. Right. You know, or they're sitting there and they'll, you know, they'll sit there and talk to their buddies for an hour and a half, but won't give you three seconds to talk about their car. Or they're like, well, what do you drive? It's like, hey, I'm telling you, it doesn't fucking matter what I drive. But anyway, that's my NSX over there. Oh, man, that's really cool. And then they want to talk to you. you know? Yeah, that so, happens often. Yeah, but anyway, so what do <laughs> we got going on with uh, – have we done anything with Spectre Defender? Uh, nothing. Uh, it's in the garage. Uh, but I, you're talking about your exhaust on the NSX. You need to – do you have one uploaded on Instagram? You need to do one an exhaust kind of – you know how people do that, you know, put your camera. Oh, in the back. and you get the cold start. Yeah, the cold start. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I described my cold start to my friend Mike. Actually, uh, Battle Wagon that I mentioned, you know, multiple podcasts ago. Yep. It's like a small explosion, man. The thing's like, like oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, so you're right. I should do a cold start. Mm-hmm. Um, video on that uploaded because I did upload a couple of the of the dyno videos because who doesn't right. want to see a car on a dyno any car on a dyno right you want to see where that. it farts out just a little bit of flame at the end mm, I want my sounded nose. good I'm going to do some work well I, I got my car back as well after seven months of hibernation I've been driving I saw you took it, it to you, you took it to a meet yep I took it to a, a meet yesterday for um I forgot what the meat was for, to be honest with you. It was charity for the Bahamas. It's the victims of um, the, bah- the Bahamas. <laughs> so it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a hurricane party. No, it wasn't a hurricane party. It was like a yeah. hurricane funeral or something. Yeah, it's like a you know one of those donation stuff. I didn't even know what that was going on. To be honest with you, a friend of mine just called me said to show up at this place at 8.30 that he was going to be there. So I figured, you know, I'd, I'd slide right in. Those are those are the best those are the best shows sometimes. You don't really know anything about them. Yeah, you just show up. You know, I, I like parking lot meetups, man. You know, I, not really the show, but, you know, your, your cars and coffee, your midnight run crew, you know, like that kind. I love that stuff. You into pop-up meets? Yeah, I love those. So my good friend Mimi Morgan, who you will see, you've seen her before on the One Auto Feed a lot. 
so she's really big into doing pop-up meets and she's really good at stuff like that so me i'm not really into pop-up meets i'll go yeah but <clears throat> i'm so busy sometimes it's like you know what's funny is is you know so if my wife has to go out of town and if it's like a weekend i'm like where's the meet at where's the meet at i'm like a little right. kid all over again exactly and it's not like it's it's not like she, i can't do that stuff when she's home you know she doesn't really give me she kind of lets me do what i want within reason but it's just like i don't know it's it's kind of funny it's like with video games too like i will fucking play a game till like 4 a.m <laughs> if she's gone and at this point it's not like she would tell me that i couldn't it's a no guilt kind of feeling you know that you get to do it with no guilt yeah, you know, sitting there playing video games in your drawers and, you know, you got junk food and you're freaking microwaving hot dogs at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hot Pockets. You know. I'll tell you what, I think once upon a time, a long time ago, have you ever woke up with a hot dog in the in the microwave and you're like, what the fuck? Like, how fucked up was I last night? Like, I've done that before, years ago, but. Oh, no, not, not nothing like that. <laughs> not on a plate either. <laughs> Just like sitting on the little rotating glass, <laughs> the ends blown out because you put it in there too long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never been like that. That was yesterday. No, I'm just gonna be <laughs> not. But yeah, I've had that happen before. It's like, oh, holy shit. That's funny. I was fucked up. What? So don't, don't, I haven't. Sorry. Don't, go ahead. Don't they have apps now for pop up uh, meets and stuff? Don't they have apps for that stuff now? There's an app, and I want to say it's called Car Meet. And I apologize if I got it wrong because that sounds so original. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> it's it's green. I'll get, I'm going to get it for the next pod because my friend Seth, who moved to Phoenix from Seattle or from Washington, and then fucking moved back to Washington, his friend started that app. So I had downloaded that app, and that's exactly what it's for. It's for car specific car meet pop-up meet specific chatter and then the concept is really good but it just i have a i have a short attention span mm -hmm. and so i downloaded it out of loyalty and kept it on there and i created a profile for one auto and i think i deleted the app probably like three weeks ago because like the band app that mimi uses i never use it although i still have that so mimi if you listen to this don't get mad. I still have the app. Let's do a C8 update for Monterey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you weren't able to go. Nope. So I saw the car up close in person. Mm. And it was kind of the weirdish brown color with tan interior. It was colored like, you know, that candy? I don't know what you call it, but there's this, I don't know, I, I think, I can't think of this candy. It's like one of the distinctly from my childhood. And it's kind of like a peanut buttery toffee nuggety crispy it's almost like a candy bar that doesn't have chocolate but it's got crunchy peanut butter and shit in it okay and it's super flaky and it blows up when you bite in anyway so that's what the car reminded me of <laughs> and it still has some really funny angles but i didn't really get an opportunity to kind of stand back and just stare at it because there's so many people around it and this was at uh, laguna seca um but it was they had like a little tent in the pits and the guy who designed the interior you know he started asking me if you know hey do you like the car i go yeah well my name is and i completely i forgot his name so apologies to him my name is so and so i'm the one who designed the interior and i was like oh that's awesome so then he spent you know the next three to six minutes 
talking about all the details and the design direction and the why to why you know to who why the cockpit was designed like that nice and yeah and i've never i've been a fan from you know of that design since i first saw it i know a lot of people hated it uh one one thing i can say about that interior because it is 100% fighter jet or I'm, I mean, it's 100% like formula one like race car inspired okay and which makes sense because the passenger and the driver are separated okay and going off my memory i don't even think there's that little reach through cubby like you get in some of the new suvs like right underneath the dash how you can put like your wallet down there and you can kind of flick the other person off from underneath the, the dash like i don't i don't think that's even there the first thing i thought about is this would be a terrible first date car <laughs> right because you're not getting a blow job and you're not getting a hand job in that interior <laughs> you're right but the buttons down the middle makes sense because a lot of people hated that they're like it looks like a video game or blah, blah, blah. no so the top few buttons are like the seat controls for the driver so if, and, and what i mean by seat controls is i'm talking like heated seats Okay. I don't know if it's cooled seats or not. Buttons right below that, you know, they're all, they're not radio controlled. And the ones at the very bottom, those are for the passenger. So the passenger could sit there and fuck with the buttons all they want because it's all about their side of the car. Okay. And my thought was, and this is what I told him, I go, yeah, people can complain, but in reality, if that's your car, if that's your rental car, you're going to have all that shit dialed in within your first trip. And you're not going to have to reach over and, and fiddle with it when you're flying down the freeway. Right. So it makes sense. And that screen that the, that you see that has a big Apple CarPlay on it in the in the photo, mm -hmm. that is in the perfect position because it's not up on the dash. So a lot of these new car makers are putting these big, huge fucking 10-inch screens, it seems like, on the dash. You know, that thing is kind of lowered, so it's kind of part of you know, where the tack and all that other stuff would be just to the side. So it's actually ergonomically, it's a perfect position. Very driver centric. It seems like very you know? driver centric. And you can see like the NSX, gee, I wonder where they got this from. You can see the front fenders, you know, like the wheels, you know, from the driver's seat. So it's like you're in a go-kart. So it's very forward, you know, with that big mid engine right behind them. And then of course the front with the with the trunk, the frunk, right? That's what we call the front trunk. It's got a cutaway, it's got a recess on the hood underneath so that you can put, you know, a rollerboard and other things and close it. And that's not unlike a few other cars. Um I think maybe the Audi R eight has it and definitely Porsche's, but you know, you just automatically think it's gonna be smooth underneath the hood, but it's not, it's got a little recess. So, seeing the car in person, I didn't dislike it before. I still don't dislike it, but you know, it's it's great looking. Um, still not ready to give it all the accolades that everybody else is giving it that hasn't even driven the car or ridden in the car. I mean, to me, the car still has to prove itself. Right. Like, I I still don't feel like the car is the first to do anything. It's, it's not the first. You know, it's not the first mid-engine car. But obviously and every everything that it has is it took from something else so it's not revolutionary in any sense based on what we know so far but all it can do is you know 
Like no one know, really knows how it really drives. We just assume, you know, you get everybody. It's like, oh, well, you can get a sixty thousand dollar car, zero to sixty in three seconds. So, yeah. So the fuck what? Can it drive? And I'm pretty sure it can. I'm looking forward to being on the streets and for somebody, a friend of mine, you know, to hopefully purchase one and let me drive it for a second. Yeah, me too. It's a, <laughs> it's a good looking car, and we've started to see. So like Sam, you know, Sam Do from you know, Super Street, he's got his Supra. Right, I saw that. And yeah, and I mean, as expected, if you, people still hate on that car. You know, we talked about last time you and I spoke. Which one are you going to get, the Supra or the C8? We both agreed the C8. Right. Um, they started tuning that car. They started screwing with that motor. Have you seen that? And people are pulling these crazy numbers, just like last generation, like the MK4. But I think the people, the biggest problem they had was with the design, the visuals, some of the fake vents. As soon as the FT1 concept came out and people said, this is the new Supra, I said, you're fucking, no fucking way. All you can be is disappointed going forward because they're never going to make a car that looks like the Toyota FT1 for $50,000, $60,000, $80,000 pipe dream. And sure enough, you get what looks like the corporate baby cousin. Remember the Evos? So you had the, the early, like the, the Lancer Evo, like I think is like four or five. And then they had the Mitsubishi Mirages. Right. And yeah. so the, mir- the, Mirage. <laughs> the Mirage looked like a baby, Lancer, like a, right. a like an inbred baby offspring to the Evo. And so it's kind of what the Supra looks like compared to the FT1. But I don't think the Supra looks bad. And I think, you know, more modifications, more aftermarket, more of these things that people are doing. By the way, so that dark silver is the best color. You know, I think it'll be fine. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was thinking that they would take, like, the Lexus LC500 platform and make that into a Supra. You know, like that that $780,000 nice, powerful, you know, car. That's what I was thinking they would do, but that's not, not so much of a fan of the Supra. But the C8, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping that they give that to Cadillac and Cadillac will do something with that platform. Cross my fingers. You know, Did you so. see that um, Ferrari has released a new Spider? The Ferrari F8 is the 700. I'm on uh, Car and Driver right now. The Ferrari F8 is the 710 horsepower Tributo Plus Wind in Your Hair. So it's the successor to the 488, which was obviously the successor, you know, to the 458, and. This car looks amazing. Also, did you know that the Italians are the only automaker in the world that spells spider with an I instead of a Y? Why is that? Because they're Italian. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, are you a Ferrari guy or would you be a Lambo guy? Ferrari. Yeah. That was easy for me. How about you? I'd be a Lambo guy, I think. Why? I don't know. I think that the whole story of, you know, how um, Lamborghini... Um, you know that he was making tractors before, and then Ferrari, you know, told him to stick to the big time them because they're fucking much right, assholes. Exactly, he got big time. You know, so he was like, "All right, I'm gonna show you what I can do." Like, you know, that was like, all right. So you'd buy it for the historical relevance. Yes. So I would buy an older Lamborghini before I would buy an older Ferrari, but I like the newer Ferraris more than I like the newer Lambos. Why? And excuse my French, but because uh, you know we both have friends that have Lambos and Ferraris, right? But it seems like the and these aren't my words; these are words that have been repeated to me by people who are in these 
groups, but it seems like the Ferraris are more associated with the mature crowd and the Lambos are associated with the quote unquote fucktards <laughs> and fuckboys. And I think, I don't know if I could say that's absolutely true because there's a difference. Cause I have, you know, I consider them friends, acquaintances, guys that I'm kosher with. We get along. We, 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 you know, shoot the shit for a few minutes when we see each other and they're both, they have some money and they both have some really nice Aventadors, Aventador SVs, uh, SV, what's that one? S, SV, SVJ. Yeah. SV something. SV. Yeah. And they are absolutely not fuck boys, but they also don't have, you know, an Aventador with a crazy rap. And this is coming from a guy with a rap and the rear bumper off and some crazy shit hanging off the car. And they don't, they, they are not the guys who roll down cars and coffee and rev and make a show for people. Right. So I think that's where that stereotype comes from. But Ferrari, you don't typically see that as much. You might hear someone roll up in a 488 and just rev their engine, but you don't really see people screwing around and doing crazy stuff to the Ferraris like you do, Lambo. you know, um, the Lambos. But, you know, like the Ferrari 812 Superfast, that car. The the F12, the A12 Superfast, this new one that just, you know, that's coming out. I just, I look at those cars, I'm like, wow. That's a nice, that's a nice car. That's a nice looking car. Like the McLaren 720S, I'm just like, wow, that's a nice looking car. Yes, that's nice. Yeah, I think I think YouTube, YouTube made only the Lamborghini look like fuckboys. Yeah. You know. Let's go to my uh, Jay's rental car of the week. Da -da -da. So my rental car of the week is a 2019 BMW 540i. And so let me backtrack. A few pods ago, I was killing killing Hertz and killing National Rental Car at Newark International Airport for shit options. Mm -hmm. So I walk out one day and by the way, life hack. Traveler's hack. So I don't think I said this before. So my last few weeks in New Jersey, I started thinking, you know, when you rent a car on the app, if you're a member, you know, and it takes nothing to be a member, it costs nothing. You don't have to pay anything. You just reserve the right to get a car. Unlike a hotel room, where if you don't cancel your hotel room, you're charged that first night. Correct. But with a car, you don't have to pay shit. So what I started doing was I would open up my Hertz app, rent a car, open up my national rental car app, rent a car. That way, when I got to the rental car facility, and my wife says, you're the only one that would do that. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'm a car guy. We want to try to pick out something kind of cool. It doesn't have to be a sports car, but just something different that you can experience that week. Yeah, something fun. Yeah, it could be fun or just different, you know? Something that, you know, I don't want to pick up a Ford Fusion. I don't care about the Ford Fusion. Mm -hmm. It's a good car. I don't care. So anyway, so what happens is when you get to the rental car facility, you go over to Hertz and see if they have something you want. And if they do, you get in it and leave. If they don't, you walk your ass over to National Rental Car and see if they have something you want. So it just doubles your opportunity to get something that might be kind of cool. So, anyway, I was killing Hertz because they didn't have shit. But this week, I come out and I look over at their prestige line, which is when doesn't matter. So I'm President Circle. So you can't earn higher than President Circle, but 
you can pay more if you want to get something from the prestige line. Okay. Like like 30, 50 bucks extra a day. And National has something like that too. So I can't get any higher than executive whatever it is or Emerald executive, whatever the fuck. But they have another line that you have to pay extra for. So when I'm looking at the hot, the the Hertz, I'm looking over to the left. I'm like, okay, yeah, they got these cool cars, whatever. Not going to pay extra for them. I look to the right. So rental car companies, they do this thing where they dangle shit in front of you just to wet your beak a little bit. They had a whole row of these BMW 540i's. They had like six of them hmm. in President's Circle. I'm like, holy shit. That means I can take one of these. I'm paying the same amount whether I pick up this brand new BMW or I decide to pick up this Jeep Compass Trailhawk edition. You know, it was like 50 bucks a day, right? That's it. You know, 50 bucks a day is agreed, you know, through my my rental company. So I pick up this white one and it has an M package on it, which isn't an M5, but it's like, it's got a different um, styling. It's got a, a different front bumper. It's got some accenting on the interior. It's got the M badge on it. Uh, it's got this little cool thing on the side. It's got bigger 19 inch wheels. And I went online and priced this thing out and came to about $64,000. Damn. Yeah. So I was, and hey, by the way, no car play. Oh, no, Jay. BMW is the company mm-hmm. that I think is going to charge people. First off, they're going to charge people an, an annual fee to use CarPlay. CarPlay is free. CarPlay is software that's Apple. CarPlay, it's free. So that's fucked up with BMW, by the way. So anyway, this thing had no CarPlay, but I didn't care. This car was clean, brand new. It had, I don't know, 1,000 miles on it at the most, at the most. Pulling out of the parking lot. I actually felt like I was a shit, man. It was a nice car. Smelled new. Yeah, I went to McDonald's. Made it stink like you know, chicken nuggets anyway. This car was smooth, man. Like, I wouldn't buy it if I had the money because there's a lot of other cars. You know, 64000 I can buy that used S8. Hmm. We talked about right. 600 and something horsepower, you know. But that was, you know, my rental car of the week was the BMW 540i with the M package. Nice. Let's go to our question of the week. I have a very serious question for you. All right. It's my duty to let you know. It's my pleasure to let you know. You just won the lotto. What's the first car you buy and why? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I would go with a uh, Rolls Royce Wraith. Wraith. Let me back up. You can buy any car because you know you can win the lotto with three million. Right. You can win the lotto with three hundred million. So let's just say you have so much money, and you can just give you the same answer. But for the listeners, you have so much money, you can buy, in theory, in theory, whatever you want. Pretty much anything, so, right? Continue. Uh, I think it depends. You know, like depends on how you're feeling. If you just want to flex, you know. I would get either a Rolls Royce Wrath or, depending on how easily, readily available, I'd get an old, that uh, Toyota 2000 GT. You know that one? That unicorn? Which one? That The uh, Toyota 2000 GT from like... The 60s? Yeah. Like a Datsun? Yeah. You know, I think we, we, we owned a Datsun 2000. Okay, this is a... Um... So that's in the 60s. So the 1960s. 
It's they made a fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred and two thousand. So if you could buy any car in the world, you'd buy a fucking Datsun Toyota GT. No, Toyota two thousand GT. Okay. Toyota. Right, let me look this up because I'm gonna have to hang up on you. Oh, here we go. Toyota two thousand GT. Oh yeah, 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 those are cool. Right, like you know, that's... still punching you in the face. <laughs> I said either that or a uh, Rolls Royce Wrath. Why wouldn't you just buy a Lamborghini Miro? Datsun is kind of that. I mean, that's a cool car, sort of. It'd be really different, though, you know? Yeah, I respect that. I wouldn't want to deal with the uh, uh, upkeep with this thing, though, but it would definitely be a uh, a conversation piece. You have as much money as you want. You don't have to put up with it. Somebody else can put up with the upkeep. Yeah, you're right. So that looks like a name in 1967. So according to Autoblog in 2013, the 1967 Toyota 2000 GT was the most expensive Asian car ever sold at $1.2 million. <laughs> Right, that car. Jay Leno has a 66. You know what you sound like to me? You sound like a guy that doesn't have any dream cars. Um, that we don't have any dream cars? Yeah. No, not really. How about you? What would you get and why? So, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> okay, so what's the first car you'd buy? So it would really come down to two cars and depends on if I could find a seller. Now, I may have F you money, fuck you money right? after this, but I'm a reasonable guy. So I'm not going to pay you $10 million for a Volkswagen Beetle no matter how badly I want it. Now, that's not my answer, but within reason. So I would try to find a McLaren F1 and haggle with somebody to see if they'd sell it to me. I'd offer $15, 16000000 million for it. Or, because both of these are relatively unattainium, or I would try to find a ve- my, that vector. I was trying to find a vector W8 or the earlier model W2 because there's still a few around and I would offer them money they couldn't refuse. So I'd probably offer one, 1.5 million for it because, you know, when these things go at auction, they go for six, 700,000 at the most, but they rarely come. And I would probably pay up to $3 million, maybe four, maybe $5 million for this car. The reason why is because it was one of my first poster dream cars, and it is still an incredibly crazy-looking car. It looks super cool, and it looks super fucking weird, depending on the angles. Kind of like the C8. The back of it looks... It doesn't look like the C8, but I just mean, you know, it looks cool and looks fucking weird, too, at the same time. Right. But, yeah, a Vector W... You mean, I hope you have a, a browser open. A Vector W8. I see that. Kind of reminds me of a... A Lotus slash Diablo feel to it, you know. Yeah, and the seat. So the shifter, it's a, it's an automatic, believe it or not. And the shifter is actually on the left of the driver. So you have to get, you know, you kind of. It's got a huge, um, what's that bolster area? Kind of like the the McLarens, um, the MP, whatever that is. MP5 from front and lower five. You know, it's got one of those big, huge areas you have to step over, or like a Lotus Elise. Okay. You but, know what reminds me of? You know, those things that you put to hold doors open. Reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of that wedge doorstop, you know? Yeah. But they've, they've had several vectors, but the W8 is the best one ever. Yeah. That thing. It's, it's I would got take cool silver. Doors. I would take black. Oh, yeah. It, it, and it's, it's a badass fucking car. That's got some cool doors. I've never seen one in person, as I said in the in the last podcast. And then I have friends that keep telling me because the guy's in California, so they're like, "Hey, I'm talking to him right now." I'm like, "Yeah, fuck you." Nice. I'm I'm looking at the uh, in- interior of that car, and it looks like a uh, uh, a roller coaster seat. You know, 
that look to it. It's like yeah, you sit down and the controls and the steering wheel. It just feels. Wait, wait, wait! You said a roller coaster. A roller coaster is a fucking bench seat with a bar that comes down in front but, of you. But you know what I mean? It's not you know, that bad. No, no, it, it's like you know those uh, 3D roller coaster rides. The ones like a mission or you know, Men in Black kind of ride. <laughs> you gotta yeah, get in. Yeah. You know, that's what it reminds me of. The that control flat is dashboard. Cool. Yeah, that's heck of a different grade there. Early Porsches were like that, and the Lotuses had the flat dashboard. Wow. So ugly, but cool as shit at the same time. And yeah, I might kill somebody for one. Hmm. 15 million, huh? 15? You're saying when they sold for that much? I wouldn't. Is that what you said? No, no, no. For the McLaren F1, I'd offer 15 million, 15, 16 million. The Vector, I'd offer, you know, a couple million because they don't, the rare times that they come up for sale. Yeah, you know they, you know they'll go for six hundred fifty, seven hundred thousand. Sometimes you know four hundred fifty thousand. I think when the car's brand new, it was like two hundred fifty thousand or so. Okay, maybe three hundred thousand. The newer versions, when I mean, they're all old, but the ones after the W eight, like the M twelve and the I don't know, like WX three or YX three, they look different and they don't go for nearly as much, but they're ugly. Fuck them. Very cool car. Yeah, it's cool and ugly at the same time. I'd drive it. Be, be nice to have in your your stable, you know. Like that's that's a conversational piece right there. Nice. I've never seen that before until you told me. Oh, a vector, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's cards some dreams are made of. Instagram profile highlight of the week. Each week, Brando and mm-hmm. myself will discuss our pick and share it with you. This week, my Instagram profile highlight of the week is VYVU art. V U art. I'm assuming her name is V because no one's name is Vi. So I've been following her for a couple of years now. Let me know if you ever pulled up. One thing I really appreciate about her is she's an artist and I've commissioned a lot of work and I'm still going to commission something with her at some point. I told her this, but she paints my man. She paints with a brush. People don't do that anymore. It's a lost art in the automotive world. So oh, some wow. of the, yeah, so some of the you know famous motorsports artists still paint for you know like the gentlemen's races, Formula One, like the cover art. You know, there's a guy, a really famous guy up in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, who does a lot of the painting for. He did the NS Expo 2017 cover, but he does a lot of stuff up at Road America. But as far as the tuner world, mm-hmm. you know, the modern cars, no one really seems to do that on a social media level because you know you go to the trade shows you go to Bear Jackson and Auto Auction and there's people who paint but if you see her work and you know she's got the the easel up she's got the canvas and she's going at it man and she does really good work yeah I see that I'm, I'm on her page now yeah her cars are on point I'm not a disser of digital art I think all art is good art but to be able to as an artist myself you know I can appreciate the fact that you know she's she can do this you know, old, kind of old school style because man you you know you you measure you can only cut once when it comes to stuff like that correct and she does the grid it looks like she does the grid approach which is what i do like i don't paint but i would work with prismacolors and so the best way is when they teach you this in art school is you take your subject and you basically put a big grid behind it and then you basically paint between the squares or you outline it so that you get the proper um, 
dimensions mm -hmm. of the subject, you know, and then the rest of it, you know, she goes off of her eyes, her hand, her skill. But as far as that, you know, as far as using the grid, that way your hood isn't way too fucking long and your tire isn't look like someone, sh you know, hit it with a, with a mallet, you know, from the side, you know, everything perspective is still there and it's, it's a popular tool, you know, to do perspective. So the perspective and all the angles are 90% still there, but you start to lose it once you start painting in the details. But as long as you have the good canvas and, and outline to start with, then, you know, it's, it sets you up for success for the final project. Yeah. So that's my, my highlight of the week is um, V with these paintings. And so, um, I think what I'm going to do with her is do a combination, maybe half the car black and half the car, you know, wrapped. Because I've talked to her about it a few times and I just haven't quite figured out what I want to do. She's going to need a lot of uh, detailing uh, work to do whenever she does the other half of the car being wrapped. Yeah, I agree yeah. because it's not simple. It's very difficult to do art. But at the same time, you can kind of cheat a little bit because you're kind of flirting with reflections and so as long as you don't add a dent you know an accidental dent in the paint you know you can kind of take shortcuts when you're dealing with reflections because there's this one with this nissan skyline you know and basically it's a black skyline it's got a little kid sitting on the bumper i mean on, on the on the on the tail you know um using the spoiler as like a little table and it's kind of a cartoony thing but mm -hmm you're allowed to cheat a little bit with the reflections and the lines but when you're copying something like the detail in my wrap everything has to be exact so you can't get away with it as much okay. so i want to because she's not cheap you know time is money and everybody's worth as much as they're willing to charge she's not dev per se but i don't want to give her something that's super easy okay how much does she charge can you tell that can you see that is that a, do you have a special I, rate no, no, no. I'd have to check the DMs. Um, it's something, it's by size. So okay. these pictures that she's painting on here, those are actually kind of big. Okay. Looks like those are like 18 by 24. I wouldn't be painting. That's a, that's a lot of money. I don't know if I'd want to. <laughs> I'd get like the, I think it's like 10 by 12 or something version. Because okay. that, would, that would cost me several hundred dollars. Okay. And it's worth it. Oh, yeah. But, I, I think I think it's it's cool for, for your, you know, your car to be uh to be made into an art piece you know yeah i mean by hand i mean that's right that's i did the amazing. same thing too with the car drawing diego diego i think that's his instagram i did that yeah i was supposed to hook up with him but i, I haven't i did uh, moto prints and that kid i don't want to tell you how much he charges but you'd be stupid not to go with him okay let's check that out that's how good of a deal that is nice who do you got so, on my Instagram, this guy is—he's—he's he's a local. Um, he was in the Marines, and he worked on helicopters. Crazy great fabricator, and he's into JDM cars. Um, his Instagram is Garage Sam Car. And what about him? Uh, man, he's been building this. He has—he has this Sylvia, and he's been building it. And he did a uh, LS swap in it, and then once he put the uh, the transmission and engine in the car, he finished building the uh, building the car with the engine there. Meaning, you know, he wanted AC on this swap, so 
you know, he custom fab a turbo on the, for his LS, for his LS, and then he uh, put an AC on it too. Like great fucking build, amazing. And the car looks like a sleeper JDM car. You know, it looks it looks stock with mealy rear tires. That shit don't sound stock though. That was a motor swapper. Mm, no, not at all. But man, it it's he did a great freaking job on that one. And he's just some people are just not good with you know with self promotion and social media. You know, but this guy I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, I'm to looking at his account right now. Yeah. And yeah, it's clean. It's a nice clean subtle build. Yeah. Do you know what his future plans are? It looks like he's not quite done with the car. Uh, the car, I think the car is done. He's just working on s- something about the transmission, you know. So I'm looking forward to actually hitting the road and cruising with this kid right here. And that car looks clean. It's just, you know, those 90s JDM look that's just proper. You know, nothing wild, you know. like. Yeah, it looks like it came, it came out of one of those um, old videos. Yeah. So. What's that uh, Japanese video? Um, God, I'm drawing a complete blank. I used to watch them all the time. Pure. Uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a fucking. I feel. I feel so stupid. We still pure motoring. Is that the motoring. one when they show Japanese motoring? They show Japanese motoring. Pure motoring. No, they kind of whip around. It's got all the racers, and it's always in uh, Japanese, and they're emphasize everything. Like oh, the the guy. Pure, pure motoring, I think, yeah. So that's a Garage Sam car at Garage Sam car. Is his name Sam by any chance, or it's just? Uh, his his first name is Sam, and his last, last name car. And that car, car others, something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, like car others or something. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's Garage Sam car, and then BYVU Art. Yep. Those are our two Instagram highlights of the week. I think uh, next, so next time we talk, let's talk about, you know, um, what it takes to plan for an event. Do you know if you're going to go to the NS Expo yet? Man, I, I just spoke to Nico this evening, and I think my car has a little seepage with my transmission mm. fluid, um, you know, where that bolts up to the machine or the engine and the transmission. I think there's some seepage there. Um, but I won't know. I don't know if I want to go to, you know, to go see them and, you know, drive from here, from Panama City Beach to Jacksonville, which is five hours away, and then taking a train, putting the car in the train, and then popping out like 20 miles from the event. Wait a minute. You're going to transport that shit like Fast Five? Yeah, like I was thinking of driving to Jacksonville and then go hopping on a train with my car and be on, you know, on the cart and then riding it for like five, six hours, something like that, and then popping out, you know, <laughs> over there in D.C. And uh... <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I didn't think that, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I've seen cars on trains. I just... Thought maybe they were just born there, like the, <laughs> like, like the the Twinkies that shit in the middle. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, when I heard about it, I was like, wow, I, I kind of want to make this trip, but I won't, I won't know until the week before, 
you know, with my schedule. You know, or I don't know if you can just do that though. I think you kind of have to, you know, RSVP. You can't just show up. To where? NS Expo? Yeah. Oh, I, I think I can. I think I. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> well, I guess stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. <laughs> I think I could. I think I can just roll right up in there. You know, like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So. Well, um, hey, you can follow my man at that damn NSX on Instagram. You can follow me at NA2NSX on Instagram as well. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. Let's grow this thing together. And zip us an email, hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, Hard Parking what? Society. <laughs> Community. Hard Parking Society. Look for that page. <laughs> We're working on our website, so yeah. <laughs> and guess what? Now we are on Apple Podcasts. We are also on Spotify. And, of course, you can get to us on anchor.fm, which is what we're on right now. So for Mr. Baramat. Shut up!